Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as the iPhone X. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. You can choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way, you can try all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Daniel wears Warby Parker and now he can actually see me. And I'm considering a divorce. Hey! So to get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Thanks a lot. This is Grizzly Kiki. I'm Robert. And I'm Daniel. How are you? I'm okay. I'm a little tired. Yeah? Yeah. It's been a week. Yeah? Yeah. I'm deinstalling a huge show at work. Mm. I'm just preparing to close down for the holidays, so it's been a little, um, a little chaotic. Hmm. But um, yeah, it's been you know a nice end of year time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm Do you th- like the end of the year? Uh, you. Mm. I sort of. No. I, okay. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you why. No, I'm like I I I I like it, but kind of like after Christmas, I'm done because the thing is, it's like nothing sparkly anymore like there aren't lights you know what i mean because like christmas is kind of such a surprise to me the whole holiday season you know like kind of from halloween onward it's like there's always some sort of like decoration up or like some theme you know for what four months out of the year basically yeah constantly you know Mm -hmm. uh sometimes more if they start in august right um and then new year's is like you know like the capstone right where it's like glitter and all that stuff and then but new year's is sort of weird don't you think like new year's is a weird holiday but that's what i'm saying the end of year that's what when you asked me that that's what i think of yeah it's like no because then it's like you're supposed to reset but it's just the next day with a new year right so i just it's anticlimactic that's that's how i've always felt and i don't have any like i haven't experienced anything that like makes like makes me feel that way mm-hmm. you know i'm just kind of like all right well you know yeah i sort of feel the same way i like to force myself into the christmas spirit by doing things like you know watching a christmas movie or um mm-hmm. today i ran out a podcast to listen to and i watched every or i i, I was like okay i'm gonna watch every uh christmas episode of will and grace mm-hmm. that they've ever made and I didn't realize it, but they didn't start doing it until season three or season four. Oh, rather. Really? They didn't start doing Christmas episodes until season four. Um, but season three does have that fun two part Thanksgiving episode. And I was like, eh, close enough. Um, the one where. Um, oh, are they going to all like the. No, not that one. Oh. That's that's a. Uh, that wait, was Thanksgiving. That's a Thanksgiving yeah, episode. Where, yeah, where Rosario is like eating the turkey. At yeah. The end. That's one of my favorite episodes. Um, no, this is the one where they're out at a bar and they run into this woman who is sad because her boyfriend broke up with her. And it basically sounds like her boyfriend might be gay. And so they start telling the story of how Will and Grace used to date in college and Will coming out and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so I watched that episode because I was like, eh, Thanksgiving's close enough. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I like I, 
I like to force myself into it, but it's not un. It's like, it's not unlike a Saturday. I guess that's like the mood I want to be in, like a Saturday. Chill. Yeah. Chill, but with presence. Ch- sure. I mean, I love like if we could just have like empty wrap boxes under our tree, that would make me happy. I just I like. Right. I like that part. I like yeah. the decorating. I, just, I don't have like a lot of time or like the energy for, to be <laughs> in the Christmas spirit like I yeah. would like to, I guess, typically, or like when I was younger and had less stuff to do. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I guess lately I've had to force myself in, into it a little more because I'm not consciously thinking of it. It just right. kind of sneaks up. And I'm like, oh, God, now I have all this to do. You know, like I'm not preparing for it. Right. So I guess like, I don't know if that's where you're coming from, but that's like. I just wonder because I like the, um, I, I like the moment to breathe that happens at the end of the year. Um, mm-hmm. I get that like, that doesn't really happen for everybody. It seems, it sort of seems like things slow down in certain arenas. Mm-hmm. Specifically, like we both work at jobs where we can. Yeah not show up for well yeah you know. like like at my gallery we're literally like closing down right we're closing the business right for a week and a half because yeah. it's end of year the books have to be done and oh so there's a reason well it's not just a reason but it's like you know our <laughs> our own our owner the gallery owner is in paris you know she's not necessarily turned off but right. um it's like done because my reason for not going like i take off the week between christmas and new year's Mm -hmm. every year yeah but even though we don't go anywhere Mm -hmm. i just like to be able to not do anything Mm -hmm. because as an adult instead of wanting presents like presents are great right Mm -hmm. but instead of like you know instead of looking at the ooh ooh old reference um, instead of looking at the Toys R Us catalog and circling everything you want, I'm just like, can I just get a week where I get to do anything but go to work? That sounds like a present it's to like me. It's like a treat having a few days off during the week. Yeah. Because it's like, well, if, if you know, you, you have your week planned out and most, mm-hmm. most weekends. So it's like, oh, my God, I have a random Thursday off. Yeah. Well, I would normally be at work, but that's not an option today. So, like, right. I don't have to wear pants. Right. I don't have to wear pants. Um, let's watch all the movies that are probably going to get nominated mm-hmm. for an Oscar next month. Like that to me, that's mm-hmm. like, let's not Christmas-y. get on the subway. Right. Like, Oh my God, that's wonderful. Right. No public transport. No public transport. <sighs> Do you want to talk about the movies that we just watched? This yeah. Weekend? Uh, well, I really enjoyed um, home for the holidays. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, so I had been meaning to watch... So ever since I came out, mm-hmm. I've seen, like, all of these lists of, you know, the top ten queer movies that you have to mm-hmm. watch, the top five queer movies that you have to watch. And Home for the Holidays is always on there. And I'm like, this doesn't... So the, the two movies that are always on that list... Oh, this was on a queer movie to watch list? This has been on just about every... By the way, we're talking about our favorite Christmas movies. Oh, are we really? I th- or just like Christmas when we, we didn't intro. Oh. Yeah. Is that what... I thought we were telling Christmas stories. <laughs> That's in the second segment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, we're doing a lot today. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so my point was there are always two movies on like the top whatever qu- queer movies you have to mm-hmm. watch that, I've, that I'm just like, mm, that one's not for me. Um, it's uh, Desert Hearts, 
which I've heard is really good, but I just, I, I have to, I mean, you know me is whenever. It a yes. Is it sad? I think so. Oh. Um, I just know that uh, we had a VHS copy in the LGBT center room um, at the college I went to. Anyway, um, there was that movie and then there was Home for the Holidays and I didn't understand. I was like, I don't really understand the connection here. Um, but of course, I, so I didn't watch either of those movies, but of course I watched every other garbage one, including Latter Days, which we were talking about before we started oh recording. My God. Um, you bring that movie up a lot. Well, because it was so compelling to me. Really? Well, okay, because we're diverting, but or diverging. Logo at one point was like where I was watching like all of like the game the game movies, which are all really bad. But something about that movie just made me so sad because I was like, so they're like converting him, and I, I don't. It just really like got to me, and then it wasn't until like maybe the second watching or maybe halfway through the first where I was like, oh, this is trying to be softcore porn yeah. but with this other story and i'm like okay fine but i'm into the story this for this viewing it was a t- it was either tla or wolf that did it and they oh God, basically yeah. <laughs> only make softcore porn yeah essentially and, and hardcore porn in some cases too I well think. right right i forgot that you used to be able to get the tla catalog and there was like there was a catalog there was a catalog and i remember looking at it and being like this doesn't look like a theatrical film like oh my God. yeah um so anyway, we watched Home for the Holidays finally because I wanted to watch. Um, so I like watching The Family Stone and I understand why you don't. I know it's not it. that I don't like it. I actually like it quite a bit. It's, it's just, depressing. It is. Uh, it, it's um, it's such a good movie. Yeah, it's really good. But it's like <sighs> that's me. The whole movie like, <gasps> oh, my God, what's going to happen next? Like, it's just it's so full of tension. Just, mm. I, I mean, I think so. Hmm. Okay. But anyway, I think it's a great movie. It is sad at the end, but... Um, well, a lot of the... When The Family Stone came out, it was compared to Home for the Holidays. And I was like, oh, I really like The Family Stone. Let's see what happens with this one. Um, basically, the, the queer storyline, essentially, is... Um, so, the, the, the movie is about this woman who is flying back to Chicago to spend Thanksgiving with her family. And on the flight there, she calls her brother, um, who we later find out is gay and sort of like Mm -hmm. avoiding the subject. Um, She calls him and is just like desperate. She's like, I can't believe you're not coming. And basically leaves this really desperate like message on his answering machine. That's like, I really wish you were coming. Like, I can't do this without you. And then she shows up and he's there And it's sort of like there are all of these little hijinks because he's like walking a Mm tightrope around the subject of him being gay. And, you know, his mother is not really like getting it. And his sister is like, I know, but let's not talk about it just yet. And um, so that was interesting. I thought that was an interesting thing. I thought the movie was a little longer than it needed to be. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. It kind of sucks you in. I don't know that Especially it was with that really turkey good. scene. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I Which very rarely took like ten days to film. Oh yeah, you were you were looking that up. Yeah. Um I rarely like scream or like audibly react to a scene from a movie and this scene where they're carving the turkey on Thanksgiving, I literally like yelled. I was I was so gagged because <laughs> it wasn't just when 
the turkey, you know, the first thing with the turkey happened. Mm-hmm. It was when the turkey was picked up and turned, and it's like, oh, yeah. There was it was a double whammy. Yeah. But what I loved and what to me was like, ooh, this is authentic. Was the fact that there were two turkeys because the mother didn't like her daughter's cooking mm-hmm. rival turkeys. Yes, I love that. I think that that is that's how every Thanksgiving should be. You should have options. Be cute if every Thanksgiving yeah. were like a cook-off. That's what it is for me. I don't, no, I don't but like a com- like competing. Like oh, I, I mean, I would love for it to be a competitive yeah. thing, but it, it feels competitive mm-hmm. without a prize. That's how I feel about it. Um, I I loved how like honest the movie was. Does In what way? Sense? It just it felt it felt very real and like. Um, like what was something that just seemed very honest to you from the movie? Like when when Robert Downey Jr. who plays the the gay brother and yeah. Holly Hunter um, who plays the the non bigoted sister, right? Um, are in the kitchen after the whole thing and they're just smoking a cigarette and like picking at food and they're just like, well, that just happened because right. like at you know one year at I believe it was Thanksgiving. My mother and my aunt had this huge fight over something my aunt said to me for no good reason. I, I don't remember what it was, but it was mm-hmm. unwarranted. And um, my aunt said something else that set my mother off. And so my mother grabbed her by her hair and dragged her to the back of my grandmother's apartment. Um, Ooh. That reminds least, me of my favorite movie. Soul at food. least that's how I remember it. I mean, again, I'm... I'm um, it, 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 like the story has never changed in my head, uh-huh. but I remember that there was a huge fight. I don't anyway, but that's what, that's the movie we should watch is Soul Food. Ooh, we should I watch. Have, Soul we haven't Food. seen that since the first time I watched it. Right. Um, well, I also just got a craving for mac and cheese for some reason. Yeah, I guess. Uh, um. <laughs> anyway, sorry, long story, but um, <clears throat> yeah, that moment after that, like that's kind of when you regroup, and it's like, what did it, how did everyone react after that happened? What did your grandparents do? I'm Nothing. curious about that. So they didn't say anything. I mean, I'm sure they were like, don't do that. Or like, you know, probably a little more elevated than that. But I think they were just like, let's just like not add fuel to the fight. Just let them fight. Okay. Or or like let them hash it out. Oh. Uh, you know, like. I see. Be, be, I mean, my, my, my mother's mother was a big proponent of that. Like, don't get in your, your, your kids, you know, um marriage issues don't comment she never commented on anything between my mom and my dad like she would just listen Mm, but so yeah you know like it was just kind of like that but i do remember that that calm right after where it was like Mm. and then they if i remember correctly they hashed it out and then kept on carving a turkey or roast or whatever. Oh, like, so you guys hadn't eaten when this happened? No. So it's possible this was a hangry no. moment. I think it was because I went up and like wanted to look at the crown roast because that's what my aunt made and put little the little chef's hat on the bones. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was she thought I was picking at it. Or, I, I don't know what happened, but I wasn't. What, can I ask a moment of a, a moment of clarification? I thought you were talking about a fight that your mom had with your oh, dad's no. sister. No, those are different. <laughs> Oh, so that's a completely different event. This is your mom's sister. Oh, yeah. That she fought yes. with. Okay. At my maternal grandmother, grandparents' okay. house. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm visualizing in my head. Now it's like a different home that I'm visualizing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you were wondering where she dragged her down? No, oh. not necessarily that. I'm just picturing your dad's parents' apartment and what that table looks like. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not totally different or anything. It's just like I'm essentially just imagining the people that are like left with uh, their mouths agape. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what just happened? Yeah. I also um, my sister and my sister-in-law got into a fist fight when I think it was like when I was a baby um, at their job. Like they worked at the same salon. I love this story. And so my thing is I want eyewitness reports. Like part of me wants to go through my sister's phone and call some of her friends from high school and be like, so I heard that you were in the room when they fought. Can you tell me everything? Mm -hmm. Who did what? What what were people wearing? Like, I want to know everything Mm -hmm. because that to me is like I want to write a book about it. You know what I mean? Like, I just want every detail. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So. So we like fights for Christmas. Um, yeah, fights for Christmas. But speaking of <laughs> fights for Christmas, um, we also watched Gremlins. Yes, I can't believe... So I have not seen Gremlins in a really long time, but it popped up on that like History of Horror do- uh, documentary series that we're watching, the, the Eli Roth one. Yeah. And I had forgotten how much fun Gremlins is. And so yeah. I also forgot it was a Christmas movie. And if you haven't watched Gremlins, you really should. And it is actually a, like, it was released around Christmas. It is, you know, it takes place at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Weird, like a weird setting, if you really think about it. Yeah. For this type of movie. Um, but it's sort of perfect. It is sort of perfect. It's sort of perfect. It's like your yeah. Christmas present has run amok. Like, yes. hello. Right. Um, so Robert had never seen it. Yes. And I was like, we need to watch this. And I wasn't sure if you'd like it or not. But I was surprised that you hadn't seen it. Because I feel like this type of movie was like, you're you're Jewish. You know, it's funny. I bet you I have seen Gremlins. And if you were to ask my sister, she would be like, I remember sitting you down mm-hmm. and forcing you to watch it. Um, but there are a lot of movies I saw as a child that I don't remember as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like I was obsessed with Howard the Duck. Couldn't tell you a single thing that happens in that movie. I just remember the, the mud bath. See, scene. don't even I didn't even know that was a thing. I loved E.T. Couldn't tell you a single thing that happened Ew. in that movie. I can't handle that movie. I just don't remember. And then, of course, as an adult, you go back and try and watch them. And you're like, why did I like this again? Mm -hmm. So, um, but I really enjoyed Gremlins. I would love my own gizmo. Although, uh, like, like the guy, um, the guy who comes to pick him up at the end of the movie, I'm not ready. Mm -mm. I'm definitely not ready. Mm -mm. I mean, I don't want to recap the whole movie, but basically... It's about... I, I mean, I think most people have seen Gremlins. Yeah, I feel Gremlins. like everybody knows what Gremlins is. Yeah. It's just like Gizmo, and we, we named our dog Gizmo Yeah, because of him. We had this little Pekingese, and he, you know, the scrunch face. Um, but, you know, those Gizmo dolls were super popular. I mean, that movie came out the year we were born, but I remember watching it as a kid as if it were, like, brand, brand new. new. Yeah. And, you, you know, I, I know I had a Gizmo doll, I don't remember if I had a gizmo in the Malibu Barbie car. Because that was a thing. Like, you yeah. could buy, and it was remote controlled. Mm-hmm. And he was in it. Yeah. Um, but I um, want to know, yeah. and I'm putting this to the listeners, is there such a thing as a gizmo where his mouth moves and, like... Cause I mean, that was very... You mean, like, a toy? Yes. Oh. That I can buy. Because I would love to have... I've already looked. Put your phone down. I've already oh, looked. you've already looked for it? <laughs> That's why the next day you went on Amazon and you were like, are you trying to buy a gizmo? Because it was you the first one thing that, that goes... popped up. <laughs> I want one that's going to sing to me and is also going to be like, bright light, bright light. Like, I want that. 
Although I'll settle for one that where his mouth just moves and he makes mm-hmm. noises. But I love I love in the movie when he was reading the three D comic in bed when the uh, the bad gremlins were like eating chicken and he just looked over and was like oh no mm-hmm. like that was cute. my favorite part is that he had his own little personality that you kind of like throughout the whole movie you weren't sure that he was actually reacting to mm-hmm. what he was experiencing but. Then you were like, "Oh no, he's conscious of what's mm-hmm. going on around him." That was my sort of my favorite part. He's just like, about "I'm gonna him. stand over here." Right. That right. was the the like the personality, especially like when he was offered chicken. He looked up from his uh, comic. It was like, hmm. "He's what I imagine you were like as a child." Like yeah. you would sit in the corner and watch all the other kids like running mm-hmm. amok and be like, Mm-mm, "I'm just gonna sit here and read my book." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to get dirty. There you go. And I didn't like a lot of noise. You know, yeah, but um, old man, even as a child. I mean, really though. Seriously, I was the only kid who could go to the park in white and come out white, white. <laughs> I mean, in white clothing. Right, right. I knew what you meant. <laughs> I'm just this color because I got dirty once at the playground. Can you imagine? Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> um, no words, none. <laughs> I think that's a perfect segue to our break. Actually, yes. um, we're going to take a break and then we're going to tell some Christmas stories when we come back. So stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the kiki going. We're back, and we're going to tell some Christmas stories. Do um, we have cookies? We don't. Oh. We can pretend like we have cookies. I have cookies. an Atkins bar. Ooh, yum. What is it? Mm, What's the flavor? Peanut butter wafer. Yum. That one's actually pretty good. They're really delicious. Yeah. Um, if any of our listeners are doing keto, Atkins, like, I don't know what... Th- I know that the other ketoers, specifically like the YouTubers and stuff, will tell you not to do the Atkins bar game, but they're amazing. And don't touch Quest bars. They're disgusting. Oh, my God. They're so gross. Oh, no, they're like putty. I mean, I think that they're they're good for like, uh, like I have them. I have one for breakfast and literally yeah. will hold me over um, and like a dessert. Some of them don't have a lot of fat in them, so they don't really work out for keto. Exactly. But um, to me, they're like, instead of going through the acrobatics of making a dessert, mm-hmm. I can just have a Atkins bar. I mean, the carbs are low generally right. and like if you just make sure you know you're looking at whatever sweetener is being used right you know um right so um well anyway i just wanted to anyway, i wanted Christian to shout stories. that out um so i just want to say i don't have very many exciting christmas stories i guess um so i want to hear what you have well I don't okay so I have like an old one and like a newer one but my one of my most memorable Christmases was when I got um my dog or my first puppy I think I was five Mm -hmm. and we had uh like we would always do Christmas we're like a Christmas Eve family you know I I feel like most most Latinx families do Christmas the only thing is that we don't open all of our presents on Christmas Eve oh so like because there were the presents at home those would get open Christmas Day. It's like, really? Yeah, we didn't bring our presents with us. 
hold on a second. So how did your parents keep you from like coming home, running in the door and opening, like decimating we, the we, presents that were under the tree? Because we were coming home with presents. Right. So we had presents. Okay. We'll, we'll get to but also, part of my story. The thing in my house it was that, I mean, I, I don't think there were always lots of presents, but at a certain point, like my parents were just wrapping things and putting them under the tree. Like we, we weren't like, like much, uh, we weren't like 15 when we, you know, realized Santa uh, was not real. We were much, much younger. Um, so presents just start, started getting put under the tree. Anyway, the thing was we kind of would decorate with the presents. So it looked really pretty. And then we would open our family, like my, my mom and dad's presents, on Christmas Day, and what my brother and I would do is that we get up really early, mm-hmm. make our beds, and okay. then make breakfast and coffee for my parents. What was this breakfast that you'd make? I'm curious. I probably like toast and eggs. Um, oh, so you were doing labor? Yeah, like well, we knew how to cook, like you know, from when we were younger. Okay. So anyway, that's what we would do because we're like, oh my god, mom and dad, like you know, put all this together. Yeah. So like, here's coffee. Like, you know, at 5 a.m. Um, but Yikes. yeah, we just, I don't know why, but our parents never had to tell us, like, no, you can't. Because, you know, some kids are like, I want to open these now. It just wasn't, like, a thing. It wasn't even a question for me. But any, but I'm curious. So if you were, so you were doing Christmas Eve. So did that mean that you would open presents before midnight? Oh. On Christmas yeah, Eve? Yeah, we were home by midnight on Christmas Eve. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like, we'd go, like, at 3 or 4 in the afternoon, have dinner. And then open presents. And, and open presents that early? Not around three or four, but it was like... But after it, dinner? Yeah. Because like we were also going to like my maternal grandmother's house and my paternal gram- grandmother's house. Oh. Uh, which I don't even need to get into on this episode. Well, but I experienced... When we first met, that was the, the first yeah. Christmas we spent together. We did that. Mind you, shuttling between apartments that are five or six blocks apart. Yeah. Anyway... I don't know why. That's just how it was. But anyway, getting back to my my like memorable Christmas yes. thing was when I got my puppy Fluffy. I don't know where that name came from. Okay. But I remember there was this box under the tree in my grandmother's house. Uh-huh. And it had holes in it. Okay. And it would wobble every so often. All like all through the evening. Oh no. And I was just wondering like what's in there? Like why is it moving? Cuz I was not like I mean like you know like gizmo i was just kind of like looking mm-hmm. and we had dinner and like we were just really patient kids i no, they left that dog in there that whole time well that it was my spirit no but, uh, but listen when we she had food and water in there right anyway listen you're derailing the story i'm sorry that just it was listen it hurts my feelings go ahead whatever <laughs> um so Anyway, when it was time to... Okay, it was also the first present we opened, so we made sure she wasn't in here. Okay, but how long had it been from, like, you walk into your grandparents' house to you opening the present? Oh, it wasn't there when we walked in. Okay. My aunt came much, much later, and then the box appeared. I don't remember how Ah, it got there. I see. I had a big box, you know? yeah. Anyway, this thing is wobbling, you know, and of course I'm not asking questions. And then it comes time for me, you know, for us to open presents. Mm-hmm. And I think my cousin and my brother were like less than a year old. So it was still my Christmas. So wow, <laughs> my aunt goes, okay, and this is for you. <laughs> and as I start to like walk toward it to open the box, she like lifts the lid and this furball runs out right at me Aww. into my lap. And that fluffy was the 
the word that came out of my mouth. Aww. Um, and she was just this like mutt and oh, I love that dog to pieces. And then what yeah, kind of dog? Huh? What kind of dog was flipping? It's just a mutt. Like literally, just like we don't know hmm. a something. But she was so sweet. And I mean, anyway, the the rest of that story many years down the road is not so fun. But oh, okay. Yeah, she got she got like taken. So it was. Oh, she was that dog. Yeah. Oh, that poor dog. Yeah. Yeah, our landlord at the time was trying to get everybody to move out of this private... It was like a private house with apartments. Uh-huh. And um, and they were doing things to different tenants, and they stole our dog. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was really... Anyway. Who but, fucking steals a dog? But I was, I was really, really depressed. That's and um, Yeah, it was sad. But that being said, I, um, I really loved her. And so that was one of my, like first like most memorable christmases and so you remember that you were like six years old oh yeah oh yeah absolutely i mean the the idea of this like wiggling box and then you know it's like here's the the trap door opens Mm -hmm. i i mean i was gagged i bet like i like really no other christmas present has like has gagged you like that yeah i mean kind of hard to uh to top oh my god the idea of like a dog as a christmas present like i know like i wouldn't put one in a box but like, just like to get to take care of it, and like I don't know, it'd be nice. We've talked about this before, and that will never—it will literally never happen. I will never buy you. I would never make a decision like that without consulting you. But like you know, I want one. I would love one as well. Well, see, so if I just showed up with one, you'd be very happy. No, I, I think... showed up with a turtle, and you were happy. Yes, <laughs> or but two. do you see? But do you see the 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 flip of that? Mm-hmm. If you showed up with a dog, I would be happy. But I feel like if I showed up with a dog, you'd have questions. So Why? because you're pickier than I am. As long as it's the right type of dog, I'm fine. What does that mean? I don't know. Well, anyway, I want a mini schnauzer. We will cross that bridge when we when we live in an apartment where we can house a dog. Oh my god! We will have that conversation. Um, that's a cute story. I mean, mm-hmm. except for seriously, I don't know why I can't get over this fact, but except for the fact that that poor dog had to live inside that box for however long, like that bothers me. I don't know why, but like, what a beautiful story. Um, I my I got a dog on Christmas. Have you? No. Okay, there you go. But I did get a Game Boy one year, and my parents. Ooh. So I was one of those kids who would. Um, I would pay attention to what was under the Christmas tree. And then like, as the volume would grow, I would be like, "Mm, there are new presents under the tree today. That means that I have to sneak down here while everyone's asleep and see which ones are mine. And then, so that's number one, you got to case the joint first. Um, And then you have to figure out, you know, like I had a system where I would carefully unwrap the present to see what I got and then close it, which was not a good idea. For real? Yes, for real. Um, so, and, uh, I don't, I don't remember what, oh, I had an uncle who would sell Disney themed wrapping paper and the paper was all like mylar essentially. It wasn't like you couldn't tear it. So you could very easily unwrap like a corner of it, Mm -hmm. see what's inside and then just put a new, a fresh piece of tape on it. Nobody would be the wiser. Exactly. Um, which was fine until the year when my parents like bought me socks and imitation cologne. And I was like, this sucks. Mm-hmm. I was like, and then I, and now I have to practice my surprised face. Great. Um, Wait, at, that's like, all you got? Um, I, th- I don't remember. I, I, I just remember it was like a, 
a sort of lackluster. So they didn't mean to buy me designer imposter cologne. They didn't know the difference. They okay. literally didn't know the difference. Okay. See, whatever at least that means. It was unintentional with you. Right. Um, so, but there was one year that I think the only year that my parents were able to get me something without me figuring out what was going on. It was the year that they got me a Game Boy and they literally hid it in the tree. Like it was somehow levitating on one of the branches. We had a fake Christmas tree, Mm -hmm. so that branch could have very easily bent. And there goes the expensive ass Game Boy. Um, But uh, we also did Christmas Eve. And the way that in my family, the way that Christmas Eve worked. um, Well, first of all, we spent it with uh, my, my mother's family. Um, So what we would do is that um, it was some combination of dinner and church or church, then dinner. Um, And then uh, we were either taken, my uncle would take us for a joy ride around like 1030, 11 o'clock at night. And we would find a random uh, airplane that had a red light and we'd follow it. And he'd be like, look, there's Rudolph. And it was like a whole, a whole distraction mm-hmm. so that the adults could put the gifts out around the tree. Yeah. Um, and then when my, I guess when we got a little bit older, we sort of figured out that we just needed to make ourselves scarce so that this moment could happen and then we could mm-hmm. get our presents. So we would watch around like quarter to 11, we would put on Cinderella because as soon as the credits like were rolling at the end, it would be midnight and we were not allowed to open our Christmas mm-hmm. gifts until midnight. Mm-hmm. So we would purposely put the movie on and it would it was the perfect dis- distraction. I don't know why we chose Cinderella specifically, the, the Disney version, mm-hmm. um, but we did. You liked your dress. Right. So the year that my parents got me a Game Boy, it was one of the gifts that was at home. And from what I remember, so we'd go to my aunt's house and there would be an assortment of gifts, usually from other family members. And I think my parents would leave, they would either leave all of their presents at our home or they'd bring like one or two of them. Mm -hmm. And then there'd be like one big one waiting for you when you got home. And for me, that one big one was the Game Boy. And the only thing I remember was like, I remember walking in and the house was completely dark except for the tree. Um, the tree was completely lit up and I remember it was just like red for some reason that year. And there was a wrapped box that was literally levitating on one of the branches. Oh, so it hadn't been there the whole time. I think it had, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, you weren't weren't looking up ever. You were looking down. Um, probably. Hmm. I was also like five years old when the Mm -hmm. Game Boy came out. So, um, but yeah, I remember getting the Game Boy. It was the most exciting thing. I played the shit out of Tetris. Like, it was great. Is there anything better than Tetris, though? Um, today there, there are. See, but I was, I, I was a Tetris girl. I, I, I can't, I, like, I also remember just playing Tetris, but I know I had, like, I had the little Game Boy branded, like, um, uh, case for the games. Oh, really? Yeah, where, like, because then you didn't have to use the little plastic, you know that that the it was like a little plastic um a little plastic box box those are so cute actually now that yeah. i think about it but this just had slots yeah so like it would keep the dust out and you just like a little dresser i didn't have enough game boy games to warrant uh like a booklet oh i mean basically. mine mine wasn't it wasn't a booklet 
It was a hard sided. It looked like the Game Boy. Oh, so it was like um, it was like a like a little maletita. I mean, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Maleta. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, a little my, briefcase for your games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not even if I could have put it across, like uh, held it with my wrist. Can you imagine? Um, I can. Oh, I, wish I can see you doing that. Um, I used to do that with my Hot Wheels. Really? Yeah, I had like you had a briefcase for your Hot Wheels. Oh my god, yes. I never had Hot Wheels, my, so I or can't my relate. Matchbox, because you know they used to sell them like in a Matchbox. Sure. Um, I, I had. I never I had, had so them. many Hot Wheels that I had this like little vinyl mm-hmm. suitcase that you'd pop open and then had little. Oh, I had a you're so everything. organized. I mean, my parents got it for me. Well, sure. You know. But like, I, so I didn't experience Hot Wheels until mm-hmm. my sister had kids. Oh, wow. And she, I remember they bought my nephew the garage, like the garage <gasps> where you'd put the mm-hmm. you put the car at the top of the the ramp and it like goes down and then there's like a car wash Mm -hmm. so i didn't early version of that i didn't experience any of that until he was born i loved polishing my hot wheels see i didn't know these are i didn't know these were things you could do i know i had i had like a little jewelry polishing cloth and i'd clean them after i played with them oh my god because i wanted them to be shiny especially because i had all of the batman cars as hot wheels oh really oh i loved and i also had every batman like car that came out okay because i loved batman so you would ask for hot wheels like that was a thing mm-hmm. okay and whatever the latest like batman toy car okay was was there any other were there any other like categories of stuff that you'd ask for at christmas i mean it changed over time well okay um like give me a sampling oh my god uh zelda Zelda was a birthday present, but I had wanted it for Christmas. Because, you know, like the games were like $75 mm-hmm. back then. I mean, yeah. I think they're just as much now. But, like, that was a lot of money. So, like, you got maybe a game or two every six months, you Ooh, know? Did, like, you ever, did you ever do the thing where you open the, pre- the game and then you play it and you're like, this is not the one? Yes. And then you take Saran Wrap and you cover it and you burn the edges so it looks like it's no. still in the wrapping. No. Ooh, I did that one. I don't remember. And they did not fall for it at KB Toys. Robert. They were like, nah. How old were you? I was probably like 12. It was my brother's idea, Yours? to be fair. I... That's really They cute. were like, nah, bitch. You're keeping this copy of Qbert. Get out of here. Oh, somebody got you Qbert? It was... Some- <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Somebody gifted us the Catwoman, ga- like the Catwoman game. Which I heard was good. No. From what I remember, it was, it was really good. Um, the Home Alone game. That was great. How did that work? You were, you had to make it floor by floor. And like every time the elevator opened, there was like a. Um, so it was Home Alone 2. Yeah. Okay. And so every time the elevator opened, there was a villain. And I think like you threw plates at him or, you know, like you had a. Uh, like the maid would try and come at you with like her truck. Oh my god! It was such a cool game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that game. I want to check that out. So, and you know everything's very like pixel. Doot, doot, yeah, doot, doot. yeah. Um, that's fun. Yeah, I don't remember what I would ask for. I think I hmm. I don't ever remember asking for anything specific. I mean, mm-hmm. video games. Yeah. I was obsessed with video games as a kid. Mm-hmm. So um, whenever there was like, I remember, I want to say like two years after the Super Nintendo came out, I asked for it for Christmas mm-hmm. because all of the rest of my friends had it. 
And I was sort of obsessed with how... So I had a Sega, and all of my friends had Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. So when I'd go to their house, we'd play whatever. And I thought the graphics were better on the Super Nintendo. They were like... Oh, were they? Just They just looked a little like... A little cleaner. See, because I always would see people playing with Sega or like the Sega Game Gear. Mm-hmm. The the like um, the rival for the Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, man, that looks so cool. It looks like a like a um, I mean, to me, being obsessed with Batman, it looked like, you know, the things he would throw the little like bat oh, symbols. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. it looked like. Mm-hmm. And I'm here with like my my brick. Right. You know, that was now a little yellow because the gray plastic would go yellow after a few months because of like because of the heat, heat or whatever yeah um and yeah say it was like black and like sleek and matte mine became sort of pregnant n- near where the um the bat because i had one of those rechargeable batteries oh where so it was like, just like one solid piece mm-hmm. that went in that started to get pregnant a little bit after a certain yeah. um a certain time I mean, my mom would fight me for that fucking Game Boy because she loved to pay, play Tetris on my Game Boy. A, it's just such an, it's just a like mindless fun game. Yeah. And you could change the music. Oh, I didn't know that. Dun, I never, dun, I never dun, made dun. it that far. Oh God, I love the music for it. I remember Tetris. having to turn the music off because I like, I was playing while people were sleeping mm-hmm. and whatever. Like, I wonder if there's Tetris for the iPhone. I have oh, to remember to look that up. For sure there is. Oh, for fuck. sure there is. Oh, bye. <laughs> like i know what i'm doing um i would also ask for c- cologne became like a thing oh that's why that's how i have so many i um i never i i only liked tommy like that was the big cologne that all the kids at school were wearing when cologne was a thing it was tommy or ck1 and my cousin wore ck1 so i was like we had a thing where like if we went to the diner and she ordered pancakes and then I ordered pancakes, she would like have her mom go over to the waiter and change her order because she just didn't like that we had the same thing. Oh my God. CK1 yeah. was my first cologne. Really? Oh my God. Yeah. I got it. It was like a like graduating elementary school and going into middle school present. Hmm. And I got that and a Sony Walkman, like the little yellow, like, like squishy looking ones. Uh-huh. I got that as my, as my graduation present. That's uh. what I used to ask for. I would ask for like music mm-hmm. or I remember um, the first CD player I ever got was a boombox, and I got um, Queen of the Pack by Patra as my Ooh. that was my first CD Jesus ever. Christ. Yeah, um, talk about a throwback. Um, yeah, so um, that was fun. That was cute. We should take a break now. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we're going to take a break and then um, we're going to talk about what we're doing this year for Christmas, mm-hmm. I guess. Right. Or are we yeah. talking about Christmas movies? <laughs> well, we'll find out. We'll see you when we come back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, 
Oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back. And before we get into whatever we're going to talk about during this segment, um, we have two shout outs. What? I also, hold on, on the tail end of that. Yes. I know. Like, I want to buy CK1 now. I, I haven't had it for a long time. Do you remember the year that we went to Florida for Christmas and we got everyone a different cologne? Mm-hmm. And I was like, so my my sister's oldest son is now in his early 20s. And I was like, I think he might like this because mm-hmm. it was like a very um, like it was a, it was a pleasant scent, mm-hmm. but it wasn't overpowering or yeah. anything like that. So we got him CK one for Christmas that year. And I thought for sure that he was going to be like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Nope. He wore, I'm pretty sure he wore that bottle out. Like, I mean, that's why you buy the seven ounce one that has the funnel. Yeah. So you can put it in the smaller bottle that comes with it. Wow. I mean, CK, cause it's, it, it just like that scent is so triggering. Is it really? I just rem- it just like poof. yeah. I don't even remember what it smells like. The only scent that I can pinpoint, well, there are a couple now, but um, specifically, it's very sexy by Victoria's Secret. If you're wearing that, I know that you're wearing it. And um, the other one is Fitch by Abercrombie and Fitch. I don't know if they make I, those. I anymore. don't know what those smell like. But those are the two that I'm mm-hmm. like, I can tell if you're wearing them just based on the scent. Mm-hmm. Whereas other ones, I need help. Um, I probably needed help anyway. CK wine and obsession. <laughs> oh, God. That was one of the, um, God, one of the oh colognes my. that I wore for a very long time was obsession. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many like Calvin Klein mini sets I got? on a yearly basis because i and it was always like okay okay and then obsession i'm like but i don't want to smell like cinnamon was that what it was i don't know it was far and i'm like i'm like for that i have fahrenheit by dior wow better moving on i got a sampler one year that had let's see it was obsession um i want to say jupe was one of them (gasps) oh my god a boy i had a crush on in high school wore jupe really oh my god it smells so bad but (laughs) like because it's like weird fruit yeah that's what jupe smells like it's like fruit that's turned a little bit Mm -hmm. and you throw some alcohol in it like you're preserving cherries i once bought wicked by bijou the apple it's not an oh no it's a circle with a hole in it oh no i'm thinking of lolita lampica no Oh, that one's pretty good. It Bijou. wasn't bad. Um, I was was looking for, I want to say, I was looking for Dolce & Gabbana, like the plain old, the one that you have in the oh my blue God, bottle. The one my father calls Roach Spring. Really? Yes. Weird. And I adore that cologne. I mean... It's heavy. I don't like it anymore, but I at one point I loved it. Mm. And it was like one of the first expensive things I purchased. Or LaMail? For myself. You had LaMail? No. Oh. <gasps> Oh, I never is so good. I think my dad might have had a bottle of mm-hmm. LaMail. I think I love that it came in this can and it was just this like silhouette of like a male body. Yeah, it was very nice. I thought that was weird. It was very nice. My mother was, was very like, weird I'll keep that bottle when you're done with it because she <laughs> thought it was cute. Um, God, I love cologne. Yeah, I'm getting lots of cologne for Christmas this year and I'm excited about it. How did you know that? That's what I heard. That was the mm. rumor I heard. Um, and I'm very, 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 I am wearing out my designer imposter, uh, oh, you glare. Stop. It's almost, the bottle is almost empty. It's like bad oranges, babe. 
I'm going to, th- I, I, okay, I've decided I'm going to, if by Christmas day I still have liquid left in that bottle, I'm throwing it out regardless because it was, it was cute at one point, mm-hmm. but like I can afford to buy, like, let's be real. Yeah. I can afford to buy Mugler, like mm-hmm. not to be whatever about I'm it. I'm part of like, the circle. You are. The You're, celestial circle. You are, um, you are a regular Mugler shopper. You get like coupons I get, and like, we got an ornament. Yeah, we have this really cool. Um, it looks like, um, oh my God, what's the gyroscope? Thing? It looks like Lady Gaga's yeah. gyroscope, um, but it's a Christmas ornament. It's mm-hmm. really cool. We totally derailed. Anyway, sorry. So I just wanted to quickly give a shout out to Jennifer Lewis mm-hmm. for being one of the best guest judges. And I cannot believe we didn't talk about this on our All Stars recap, but I think that we were trying to like stick to the business at hand and, mm-hmm. and move through it rather quickly. Um, but Jennifer Lewis was one of the most, um, she gave the, the kind of energy that every guest judge should give when they are on RuPaul's Drag Race. And I think that they should put her into the rotation. Absolutely. She should be a regular judge. Yeah. Because, I mean, for anybody who watched the episode, you know, you know what I'm talking about. She... She gave the perfect amount of energy that you need for any performance, not just a drag performance, but any performance. And the fact that if you weren't looking at the queen performing, you were looking at Jennifer Lewis's face, like just that fact alone. Mm-hmm. They need her. She also, she they need to invest in her. Yeah. And she did judge. You're right. She like was there to do her job. Yes. And she did it. It's, and like, I when, it's think- like when Cheryl Lee Ralph was on. Um, she wasn't as energetic, I'd say. No, I mean, she, she just seemed very invested in yeah. what she was there to do. Right. Uh, Jennifer Lewis just was like, she was enjoying herself, but you could tell that she was watching with a critical mm-hmm. eye. Like, I I just, I love her. Maybe she'll come on the show and do a recap with us. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but I think, I, I really do think mm-hmm. that, um, I think that, Blackish is on a break when they film Drag Race, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So, like, make that happen, World of Wonder, please. She's like, wonderful. Um, if you have not listened to or read her book, oh, the Mother to her of Black book. Hollywood, listen to her like, book though. Listen to it because it's amazing. Because her voice is just—it's amazing. Hearing her words come out mm-hmm. of her mouth is is a joy. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, there's that. We also want to shout out Tea with Queen and Jay. Yes. Uh, their live show. We went to their live show last week. Um, yes, that's correct. Yeah, at the Green Space, which live streamed it. Yes. Which is amazing. Um, which, like, hello, technology. Right? Um, I felt like we were, like, <laughs> uh, you know, in Times Square, like the... Um, oh, like TRL. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, very anyway, that, yeah. Queen and Jay were wonderful to watch you know to watch them do their thing live the amount of support in that room just i mean felt incredible for us i can't even imagine what it felt like for them yeah um but also they not only did they do their thing live which was great but they also introduced us to michaela angela davis who is an image activist um fashion stylist icon uh natural hair activist as well you know and yeah and just does is just really involved in in uh promoting the the love and respect of black women and how important they are right um and i don't think i had I'd heard about her until we 
Yeah, neither you know, one of us but had heard of her. She just said so many things that like in my my opinion anyway like whether you're a person or color of color or not or if you're um an ally or whatever there were just so many truths to what she was saying just like on a on a human like general level that i was just like oh people could just listen to her speak it just she boiled everything down to just be so understandable yeah it was just like it all, I don't know. I wouldn't say she boiled it down. I definitely think that she introduced a couple of things that we sort of knew but couldn't mm-hmm. give language to in a way. She, she articulated. Yes. That's what it was. Yep. There we go. Because she, she didn't simplify it. She just really knew to har- how, to, how to articulate. How to articulate in a way that, that wasn't talking down to anybody. Right. About anything. You know, not, and, not, and not just like... Well, like one of the examples is she talked about how... Um, how hair unites black women, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it, um, because every black woman has a story about their hair. Mm-hmm. So it like it unites you. And it's, I mean, it's a simple concept, but it's not something I've ever thought about. And it's like, oh, there's a, like, it's, it's almost like a community building moment, but you're not conscious of it, even though, you know, black women have to deal with, they're, they basically have to deal with their hair in one way or the other from a very young age. So that that one little thing that she said, it was like, oh, you're you're absolutely right. It's like a it's 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 something that like it connects you. And yeah. I, I mean, we had the most interesting conversation when we got home from their mm-hmm. live show. Um, and yeah, it was it was just. It was amazing. It flew by mm-hmm. because I remember when they were thanking Michaela Angela Davis for being there. I was like, oh, it's over. I was like, it was done. It just started. Yeah. Like it, it flew. Also, like, it was like Jay, I think, was crying the whole time. <laughs> so Janicia had mentioned on the podcast that her mom, she's like, my mom mm-hmm. might come. But I think she was saying it sort of jokingly mm-hmm. like. You know, she's like, my mom might come if I invite her. And then and so I was like, oh, maybe in my head as as a listener, I was like, oh, maybe they don't, you know, maybe they don't see each other very often. I don't know. So then she walks out to do the show and mm-hmm. her mom is sitting front row, like in the center, yep. eye contact, like just I was so happy for her that mm-hmm. her mom was there. And then at the end of the show, her mom was, was graciously <laughs> graciously offered to take photos and she was getting them like she took three different photos for us when mm-hmm. we went up to take pictures with um, with Janicia and Naima like mm-hmm. like I, I I don't know what may, I mean maybe it's something that like maybe it's me seeing it in other people and like enjoying that that level of support is there mm-hmm. from their parents um, but I just love that. I have such a soft spot for mm-hmm. seeing family support like that. Yeah. And it was beautiful. Yeah. It was really great. I just, and then so also, good. and then also Janicia's mom posted about it on Facebook. And because I'm friends with Janicia, I could see the post and mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, I love when family supports what like they're doing their children. is amazing. Yes. Yes. You know? And so absolutely. like, it's also great that, you know, that, that Janicia's mom is supporting them. I just know that, you know, we've seen other people do amazing things mm-hmm. and their parents aren't there for them for it. So it's just mm-hmm. the fact that like, b- apparently both mothers were in the audience. 
that night. Oh, yeah. I, didn't I didn't know, know that. that. Yeah. So I, I just I love when mm-hmm. I love when people who are doing cool shit have the support of their mm-hmm. family. That's that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, as someone who when I talk to my parents, occasionally they'll be like, how's that radio show you do? You know, like they don't really get it and they don't care to get it. So although my I guess my mom listens sometimes. So. Yes, because she asked you once how your how your sickness was doing. Right, she called me because she and said, like, "Oh, I heard you were I heard you were sick," and I was like, "From who?" You were so confused. You were like, <laughs> "I didn't put anything on Facebook," and she said, "Yeah, you said you had a cold on the podcast." It's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. maybe she's listening to this right now. I know my family tunes in. Certain members of my family tune in on occasion. I have a feeling that they are going to tune into this one. So, hello. Um, do we have any Christmas plans this year? Can I, I, pro- can I propose I don't something? know because my vacation hasn't started yet. Oh. As, okay. as of this recording. So I'm just, I, I know we're going to see my family on, on Christmas Eve and we right. have, you know. Um, so I want to propose something. What? It's, it's sort of trashy. And, but I hope that, I hope that you and our two friends that I'm hoping to invite will indulge me. I really want to go see Second Act, which is J-Lo's new movie, which looks like a dumpster fire. Can we just be very honest about that? And I really hope, I really hope that Kesa and Ari will indulge me and just say yes and come see this movie with us because I think it'll be fun. I would love to do that on Christmas Day. I will also accept, I will also accept Mary Poppins Returns. No? Okay, Daniel's not into it, so. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I love J-Lo, but this movie. Listen, I get it. Second Act is the type of movie that, like, you wait for Netflix. Like, it's not even, it's not even, like, mm-hmm. wait until it's on iTunes. Like, wait until it's on Netflix. Wait until the TV plays it by accident, you know? But, I don't know. There's just something about it. Where's Enough Part 2? No, that was a bad movie. Oh, I love that movie. I mean, it. It, there were parts of it that were satisfying, but like as a whole, that movie was really bad. Like, really bad. Talking about my cousin that way. But like, that's the kind of, those are the kind of movies your cousin makes. Shut up. Like, oh, sorry. Anyway, if you didn't know, Daniel's related to Jennifer Lopez, but only through marriage. Um, so <laughs> what else are we doing for Christmas? Are we going to do anything else? Yeah, so actually we're uh, we're going to go see um, Pissy Miles and Sherry Vine in. Um, oh, Sherry Vine's in it. Jesus Christ! I didn't know Sherry Vine was in it. That's that's really great. No. I'm so happy we're, for Pissy that she's doing a show with Sherry Vine. Look at her. Shut up, Robert. Um, we're going to go see Pissy Miles and Sherry Pie. Oh, yes, okay. In a uh-huh. Christmas wish, a theatrical drag romp mm-hmm. at the Triad Theater on Saturday, December twenty second. So, at what's it called? PM. A Christmas Witch. A Christmas Wish. Ah, okay. A theatrical drag romp with Pissy <laughs> Miles and Sherry Pie. <laughs> You're so shady. Um, speaking of pie, what are we making for dessert for Christmas? Are we You're just asking fun? me for a list. Well, um, I am making a uh, a pumpkin pie crumble, which is really, really fucking good. Uh-huh. Um, I'm making uh, double chocolate peppermint biscotti. Okay. And then you're making 
pecan oh, I'm making something. Aren't you making pecan sandies? Yes, I'm making yeah. pecan sandies. Oh, and cream spinach. And I'm also making, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm making sides for us as well. Because we, we decided we're going to stick, we're going to stay keto for Christmas. Um, but it's not that hard. Like, we'll that's, just That's next year's blockbuster sides. movie, Keto for Christmas. Keto for Christmas, yeah. yeah. Um, you imagine? But I'm going to make, so I'm going to make pecan sandies. And then we're all ma- also making those walnut cookie balls or whatever. Right? Sure. Yes. Sure. I mean, okay. I mean, I'll make cookies. I, I Great. yeah. Great. We have the ingredients. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. Make some walnut balls. Um, what are your Christmas plans, listener? Tell us. Tweet us. <laughs> I thought you were asking me. <laughs> You're a listener. No, before you said that. No. Um, yeah. Tell us what your Christmas plans yeah. are. Or if you celebrate a, a holiday that's not Christmas. Mm-hmm. Or if you do something that's not related to a holiday at all. Mm-hmm. But you just have like some free time mm-hmm. to spend with loved ones yeah. or yourself. Making some macrame pot holders. Yeah. Tell us what you yeah. tell us what you got planned. Mm-hmm. Um so we're doing a recap. So the next time you hear our voices, it'll be a recap. We're gonna have Tony Soto. He's returning to the show. Yes. And then uh for the last episode of the year, we're gonna do a best of. Um, so we're basically just like thinking of the best media, I guess that's like the best way to, right? Okay. That's the best way to describe it. Um, I guess there were other like good accomplishments throughout the year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) no, we do need a list from you. So Um, there's that. Um, Checking it twice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think we're done. Yeah. (laughs) I, um, (laughs) Oh my God, I have to, I feel like I have to say this. Um, so uh, you just said bye and made me think of uh, the fact that Race Chaser is now doing recaps of All Stars 4. Oh my God, it's so good. Like, we have to compete with them. Like, for real. Like, But it's different. It is very different. They have a lot of... They know what they're talking about. We I don't, don't know. I don't know if you've heard, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard the first episode yes. yet. Part of it, most of it. But they have a lot of behind the scenes mm-hmm. tea that we will never be. Mm-hmm. Well, we would maybe hear stuff like that, but we wouldn't feel comf- comfortable sharing it on the podcast. Oh. Yeah. Definitely so, not. Um, but it's, I mean, if you're not listening to Race Chaser, it's really, mm-hmm. really, really good. They're just fun to listen to. Their voices are really suited for, for this. Right. Um, yeah. So you should be listening to Race Chaser, Tea with Queen and Jay, and then you should also... Um, you should join Audible, audibletrial.com mm-hmm. slash Kiki, and mm-hmm. download The Mother of Black Hollywood mm-hmm. so that you can hear Jennifer Lewis's beautiful voice. It really um, is wonderful. It really, it, it really is because that, like I said, that same energy that you saw from her on the first episode of All Stars, mm-hmm. she, she gives it to you yeah. in, um, in the reading of her words. It's the only audiobook I've listened to so far where I feel like she is... Sit, like it literally takes me out of myself yeah and i feel like i'm just like sitting on the sofa with her right. having coffee yeah. no matter where i am yeah it's quite nice um well we're grizzly kiki on everything that means facebook twitter and instagram so follow <laughs> us there you can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com and maybe we'll read them on the air and don't forget to subscribe <gasps> on itunes and on spotify so until next time bye, bye.